Hey guys, welcome to Rihanna's Lens, where I interact with you about the components in the STEM field and introduce you to fascinating people who passionately inhabit the scientific and technical frontiers of our society. My name is Rihanna Malhotra and I'm absolutely elated to share this podcast with all of you. On this episode, I'm joined by a guest who's a flight instructor. She began her exhilarating journey at 21 years old when she got her commercial license. She was also working in tech for a while. I'm so excited to welcome and introduce Alexandra Tatarino. Thank you so much for coming on. I can't wait to begin our discussion. Hi, thanks for being here. So um, I want to get to know more about you and understand what exactly is it that motivated you to get into this field? Um, well, I've wanted to be a pilot since uh, since I was four years old. Um, my Both my parents, they worked in the travel industry. And uh, yeah, I just got to see aviation all the time. And at four years old, I decided that this is what I want to do with my life. Yeah, wow, that sounds awesome. So you really pursued your dreams that you had since you were literally four years old. And at that young age, you decided that you wanted to be a pilot. And um, by looking at your parents around you, that's what really motivated you to get into the airline industry. So, Absolutely, um, yes. <laughs> yeah. And what did your educational journey look like? So there must be some aspects in high school as well that must have pushed you to get into this field since you decided at four years old. So uh, in high school, I um, the plan was always to, to be a pilot. So I chose uh, subjects like physics and extensive math to, um, to aid with that. Um, there wasn't uh, too much um, guidance on what you should be focusing on as a high school student, um, but that was math and, and uh, science was pretty much what uh, what everyone in the industry said that uh, you should focus on. Uh, we were also, I was very lucky to join an actual aviation course at my high school. It was sort of a um, one once in a year thing that uh, that um, they did for all of the uh, high schools in the area. And um, it just happened to be that year that it was at my high school. So it uh, it really did uh, did work out that way. I got to do my first uh, first 15 minute uh, flight in a Cessna. And um, yeah, that uh, that really just uh, fueled the fire. Wow, that sounds so cool. And then later, what did you proceed doing in university as well? Um, so I, um, I went to flight school in the States. Uh, so I, I moved from Finland to the US to, uh, to study to become a pilot. Um, that was um, 2013 to 2015 that I lived there. And um after I came, it's not um, like university level uh, education, being becoming a pilot. Uh, but in addition to um, to having done um, 
done the flight school. I've also um, I've also done studies at university level in international relations uh, for a bachelor, and uh, now I'm also working on my uh, master's in aviation science. So um, hopefully, um, yeah, it's I, I just started the master's this fall, and it's uh, it's very interesting um, as per now. Yeah, that's great. And at 21 years old, you became a commercial uh, pilot. So how was that experience for you? Uh, yeah, so I essentially I got my commercial pilot license at 21. But unfortunately, um, the the uh, industry, it ebbs and flows. So uh, getting your first uh, flying job is usually quite difficult. So it took me a couple of years before I um, I actually got to work as a pilot so so that's what I'm doing right now um working as a flight instructor and uh maybe at some point uh heading on to either airlines or other kinds of operations like uh, air ambulance or or uh, the sort oh okay I see so um what how was your first experience riding an airplane was it just a feeling of fulfillment absolutely um just pure happiness when sort of the the uh tires lift up uh from the the runway it it just feels like magic it's there's no better place for me to be it just feels like home yeah i mean sure it must be such an exhilarating experience for you seeing everything from the bird's view and i think everything when you look from above looks so beautiful i'm sure it must be it must have been a great experience for you Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, every, still every flight feels like, um, feels like a first. It's, um, it's just, it doesn't feel like work when, uh, when you love what you do. Yeah, totally. And um, as a flight instructor, what is your role and what uh, concepts do you delve into? So basically what we do is we uh, take students with absolutely no flying experience and teach them how to fly. So from their first flight hour, first takeoff, um, we take them, we mold them over 20 months into commercial pilots. Um, We first take them through visual flying. So they fly by looking outside. Um, Then we move on to to, uh, flying on the instruments. So more looking inside the flight deck and uh, not not, uh, flying with normal references outside, uh, which is of course what what most commercial flights uh, will will, uh, also be, be done on. And uh, we take them into the simulator. We have a 737 simulator that um, that we fly with them. They get about 75 hours in there. And um, in addition to all of the flying, of course, uh, we have theoretical studies. So the uh, the students have um, have 13 subjects that they need to do exams for. And uh, those are usually the biggest hurdle, uh, especially if you're you're doing your uh, licenses under the European uh, EASA regulations. So, um, of course, uh, the regulations are a bit different in, in uh, different countries without delving too deep into that. But uh, usually the, the theory is the hardest, uh, hardest thing to um, to get past. Flying itself is not difficult. Um, it's after a certain point it it feels very natural 
to to um yeah most people don't uh, after you've been driving for a while you don't really consider the driving that much uh anymore so uh once you start to to commit those uh that movement to your motor motor skills it's um it is rather easy to fly right right so after what set of qualities and what level can a student get their license to be a pilot um there's different levels so you can be a private pilot um or you can be a commercial pilot um a private pilot usually um will be flying on fine weather days just for fun no you're not doing it for work um a commercial pilot uh would then be also usually have have education in instrument flying so they would um of course they can still fly for fun uh but the goal usually in that situation is to fly fly for a living so it's um it's sort of a higher level uh higher standard of of um what you um of the type of flying you're going to be doing oh okay so um now as technology is advancing so uh, has it helped pilots and students um like learning more about aviation and has it helped pilots while they are commercial pilots or private pilots while they are flying uh, in the sky Absolutely. Uh, technology, it plays a really, really big part in our, our day-to-day life. Um, there's aircraft, of course, from different, uh, different times. Um, I've flown anything from planes that are over 50 years old to brand, brand new, um, but, and with varying levels of, of automation, but as pilots, we, um, we have to sort of learn how we actually we as as humans interact with with these technologies and that's that's really something that we during the training try to teach them i myself i teach um i teach a theory subject called human performance and limitations and that has a lot to do with with how we as as the pilots actually interact with with all this technology that we have and yeah of course um what kind of physiological things um flying puts on us so um does that involve simulations and how do how do you go about it and also um how are simulations different from real life flying um simulators come in different um different sort of levels you can have very basic simulators which is just a a, a screen and uh just a a uh, basic controller um what those are usually used for is to learn how to do procedures um not as much how to actually fly an aircraft you learn to fly by flying um when it comes to more advanced uh, kinds of simulators, for example, uh, full motion simulators, as um, as for example, airlines when they train their pilots, they they do their training in a full motion simulator, which means that the the actual simulator moves in the same way as any any other aircraft would. So that gives much more. Um, it gives much more realistic inputs from the aircraft. You can actually feel what it's what it's doing, whereas 
um, most simulators that are used, for example, for, for training procedures are more are fixed base, which means that they they're just um, they're just in um, on the floor or on the ground and uh, they don't move in any way. But it's uh, it's mainly the procedures, especially um, that we are trying to train the students on um, in our simulators during the the um, during their training. So um, do the students test out the simulations first as a safer outlook and then proceed to um, flying? Absolutely. Um, it doesn't, they, they, uh, they go pretty much hand in hand. So in order, of course, to, to uh, cut some costs for the students, because flying in an aircraft is expensive, um, what we like to do is first have the student go through a specific type of lesson in the simulator and then we take them out and do it in an aircraft. So it, it sort of goes hand in hand. Of course, this isn't how every single flight school does it. Um, when I did my training, I didn't use a simulator at all. So we did everything in, in the aircraft and that, that works for some. Um, but of course it, it comes with a, a bit of a higher price tag when uh, you do everything in an aircraft rather than in a simulator. Right, definitely. And um, as a flight instructor, what's the most rewarding aspect for you? Oh, um, definitely seeing people or our students overcome things that they've struggled with. Um, seeing students reach goals and um, achieve things that they even they didn't at times think that they could. That's that's absolutely the most rewarding part of, uh, of being a flight instructor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, seeing a student achieve their goal and flying a plane out in the sky instead of just a simulation must be such a great experience for you that they have finally learned and gained from your experiences. Absolutely. And um, how has aviation been affected by the pandemic? Um, aviation has been affected heavily by the pandemic. Uh, of course, a whole lot of people have not been traveling. Um, and that has, of course, led to a lot of people uh, either being uh, furloughed uh, for shorter periods of time or actually losing their jobs. And with aviation, these kinds of um, these kinds of ups and downs happen usually on a 10 to 20 year cycle. Um, we've had it with 9-11. With, uh, we've had it with the global financial crisis in 2007 to 2010. Um, usually travel is one of the first things to go when things aren't, uh, things aren't looking up. So it is, it is an industry that is heavily affected by by these um, these changes and by politics by by geopolitical factors, but it's usually it's usually also the people who are really passionate about flying who actually get into the industry. Um, it's you don't tend to see pilots who don't enjoy who don't have that love for flying, um, so. It has been affected heavily, heavily by um, 
by the pandemic. However, we're already seeing in the in the states that things are ramping up at an incredible pace. They are already getting to the point where they are seeing a pilot shortage and the market is just just there for pilots. And um, yeah, these things, they go up and down in this industry. That's, I'm not going to lie about that, but uh, it is a, a passion for flying that uh, sort of brings it all together. Right, right. It's good that things are looking up now. And as a flight instructor, um, were there any hurdles you faced during the pandemic or did students just continue coming to learn aviation? Well, the thing is that when it comes to student, like the amount of students we've had, of course, this does not apply to every school. Um, but at, at the school I work at, we've been we've had a good amount of students come in throughout the pandemic. Um, we have, of course, been very open that there is a pandemic. We we know how that affects the industry, but also the studies take twenty months, and the people who would be getting into this training uh, during the pandemic, they would be graduating into a booming market. Of course, we can't guarantee that, but we are already seeing that, as I said, happening in the States. So there is also in Europe going to be a desperate need for pilots. And that's um, the people who've decided to, to uh, undertake flight training. They are going to, um, they're going to see the benefits of that because it, I would say that in maybe a year's time, the, um, the number of flights will be way past that of 2019 numbers. We're already at about, um, if I remember correctly, we're either at 71 or 81% of, uh, of pre-COVID numbers for, for the amount of flights in Europe. And uh, that is that's quite huge uh, going from uh, going from maybe 20 percent a year ago. So so uh, things are definitely looking up in the industry. Um, Yeah. So do you think this increase in percentage is because of the pandemic that we had in the quarantine and the longingness for traveling has increased? So is it because of that? I think that uh, there's a lot of people out there who have been very eager to get back to traveling. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's not just, uh, it's not just private travel. It's also business travel because yes, zoom can go a very long way, but in the end, there's really no, um, no substitute for actually meeting people in person. And uh even if it's not going back to working hundred uh, percent back at the office, but that kind of connection that you can't really get over over uh, over a screen is something that uh, yeah, the way to build those actual relationships is it's it's so much easier doing that in person. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, lastly, is there any advice that you would like to give to anyone that's wanting to join the same field as yours? Um, absolutely. Go to an airfield, go to a flight school, ask for um, a test flight, just try it out. Um, 
don't put all of your eggs in the the same basket. Um, have it, it's always good to have different kind of education. It's always important to have backups in life. Uh, but if you truly love flying, go for it. Um, it's it it costs a lot of money to go through flight training. I'm uh, not gonna lie about that, but in the end, it is absolutely worth it. Yeah, that's some great advice. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much, Alexandra, for coming on my podcast and letting Thank me know more about me. your experiences and insights. It's been and, uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, and to let all of you know, this podcast is now available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocketcasts. Make sure you subscribe to all listening platforms and stay tuned for more. Alexandra, is there anything you'd like to say before we log off? Um, happy landings, everyone. <laughs>